Good morning, everyone. Morning, morning. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat, ladies and gents, boys and girls. Kevin, all the way from Florida. Good to see you, mate. Chris, good morning to you. Well, there you go. Terrific Tuesday. It's all good. I hope you're all awesome and well, wherever you are. As always, welcome along. I'll do the quick intros as things are warming up. Jason Witten's my name. Most of you know that. But if you don't, and if you're new and you're dropping by, say a quick hello in the chat. Let us know where you are dialing in from, what you're up to as a property investor. We have been chatting about property investing and what's going on out in the marketplace for a little while now. A few years. My third year, been doing the Wealth Coffee Chats, been property investing well over 20 years myself and coaching property investors maybe just like you this year coming on the, I think it's the 24th of January, something like that. Anyway, Positive Real Estate is 20 years old. We're going to have a bit of a celebration. But anyway, been coaching property investors for 20 years uh, across Australia and New Zealand. And along the way, learn a couple of things. And each morning we get together and we hang out we do a bit of a wealth coffee chat with you guys and share some of the things that I've learned along the way from investing myself, from coaching investors like you, and from investors teaching me. Uh, I'm always getting lessons from those that I meet and know from around the world. So that's awesome. Uh, there you go. Hey, Tim. Well done, mate. Well done. <laughs> Ah, uh, there you go. Well, great to see, mate. Awesome job in the pentathlon, hey? Yeah, that's a pretty tough event too. Mate, uh, the Gold Coast put on not a bad bit of weather for the uh, for the event, so uh, awesome job. Hey, listen, today... <laughs> yes, I'm exhausted. I bet you are, mate. I bet you are. Uh, today, I thought we would talk uh, about the idea of... Ah, oh, 40th as well. Yeah, we'll have a party for sure, Alison. Make sure you pop along. Today, I thought we'd talk about this idea of asset allocation. I don't know if anyone's ever heard this before. Uh, you know, financial planners and supposedly smart people uh, use it to bamboozle us often as investors. And, um, you know, I think we should talk about it. I think we should understand it as what we, what we might uh, be influenced by, exposed to, uh, see or need to understand as investors ourselves when we are allocating and investing our wealth into the future. So tell me in the chat while we're here, what sort of words have you heard professionals use when it comes to talking to you about investing? Uh, investing in any sense what sort of words that sound smart and highbrow and clever, but not necessarily you get the gist of? Um, chuck them in the chat. Let's get a little bit of banter going here. What do you hear? They try and bamboozle you or make it sound smart or difficult or whatever it might be. What sort of words? What sort of things do they say? You sit down, you have a meeting. Oh, listen, you're not. You've got some X or Y. You're not. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, maybe my question's a bit cryptic, but uh, if you do have an idea, if you've heard certain words before, then um, chuck them in the chat. 
because what I do see, I do hear often from time to time, the words are, you know, hey, you're, you've got a certain amount of exposure, exposure. You're exposed, right, exposed. Uh, you're not diversified, diversified. Um, you don't have any, what's the other one? Uh, yeah, you got, need some spread. Have you got spread? You know, um, um, what else? Uh, you have no liquidity. Uh, liquidity. You got no liquidity. Uh, bear and bull market. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, you know, so there's these conversations, these words, these ideas when it comes to investing. And it happens in property as well, where, you know, we need to maybe break it down and understand and think about it. So I thought we might do that today. I mean, I pulled off just this thing like an asset allocation by investor profile, which is pretty interesting because the challenge, if you go and see any professional when it comes to property investing, what uh, what do 95% of those either accountants or um, financial planners say about property investing? Um, renovators delight. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's not yeah, run a mile when you hear those words, Alison, for sure. So what, what uh, you know, financial planners and accountants, what do they say often, and I've heard this so many times, what do they say about property investing, all right? Um, I've heard this before. Oh, it's risky. Okay, well, what's your definition of risk? You know, don't leave the house. Um, you know, uh, borrowing, you know, borrowing, is a problem or a danger, you know, like, so how do we make sense of this? And that's what I thought we'd sort of have a bit of a look at today. Have a look at this. You know, this is uh, an allocation thing that I just pulled off the internet. You know, interesting. This is how you diversify or al- allocate your investment portfolio. You know, 20% in stocks, okay? 55% in bonds and 25% in cash. You know, cash is trash. It goes backwards in value. Right, um, and we know this as property investors, we can do better than that. So, thought we might play a little bit of a game today and do this. So, get your fingers at the ready or your thumbs at the ready when it comes to analysing, understanding, taking a look at where we might talk about or think about when it comes to investing as ourselves. So, let's do this. Let's do low, medium, high. The in cost, how much money you've got to put in, leverage, income that's produced from it, growth, tax effective, risk, liquidity, time, allocate, etc. Let's have a little matrix and talk about what it might be. So let's do the principal place of residence. All right. Tell me in the chat, what do you think? How much as a percentage, low, medium or high, does it cost you to get into uh, your own home, your principal place of residence, the, the, uh, the upfront cost? That upfront cost. And we can just put this in approximate terms. That's why I did low, medium, high. We could have scored it one out of 10 or something like this. But I'm going to put it in here. I'm going to put a medium cost to get into your own home. Why is it medium? It's not high. Um, oh, well, Chris is saying high. I think it's medium. There's probably, um, um, there's probably a bit... In my head, I'm thinking about um, the the difference in how much upfront you've got to put in. But, you know, when it comes to leverage or stamp duty, Chris, you're probably saying, oh, you've got to pay for stamp duty and other things. We'll have a little look at that. 
What about the in cost of investment properties? All right. Um, yeah, low. Um, uh, well, yeah, that's true, Sharon. You know, some if it's a first home buyer, you know, you could get in there for low or very little. So depending on where you're at, most yeah, twenty percent plus stamps. You know, maybe even if it was ten percent plus stamps on the way in, Chris. Um, you know, that would be that's still a lot of money, right? So let's have a look at this across here, right? So I would go, I would say for me, folks, I would say um, business is high. Like, you know, it's all cash in. There's no leverage starting a new business. Um, investment properties, again, I would put medium. Direct shares. Now, direct shares, this is an interesting one. Do you get any leverage on direct shares? We'll talk about that in a minute. So I'm going to say high for direct shares. Joint ventures, high. Uh, and crypto high in because you've got to pay for it in cash, right? So you've got to pay all up. It doesn't necessarily mean the dollar amount, but you think about this. So anyway, roll with me here for the leverage because I want to sort of see, I want to put some rationale around these things so we can understand a little bit. Leverage um, when it comes to principal place of residence, right? Now, sometimes the high is good thing, and sometimes the high is not so good. So let's do this. Should have thought this through. Um, you know, I'm going to make them red um, and I'm going to make these kind of a blue, right? Okay, but let's do leverage when it comes to the world of principal place of residence. Like Sharon said before and Chris, you can get high leverage. You can get high leverage there. What about investment properties? Yeah, you can get high leverage as well. Direct shares, low. Joint ventures, uh, low. You can't borrow against them. Crypto, low. Very difficult in business, low, right? So leverage, right? If we have a look at this now, if we go, yeah, high and high, that's great. And if we go low, 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 all right, maybe this is sort of, we should do it like a green light or red light, you know, something like that. So think about this, income. When we're having a look at our income from these assets, all right? Let's have a look at this. Income from your principal place of residence, low or zero, none. I would say this is medium. Direct shares, medium. Joint ventures, high. Crypto, question mark. Uh, it could be anything, I would say high, business high. Business high, great for income, right? So let's go ahead and, you know, again, have a look at those. Right, low, no income there, okay? Um, we would do uh, a medium and a medium in there. Uh, and over here, incomes are high, right? Joint ventures high, crypto could be high. Now, I'm not a big fan of crypto, by the way, for me. So you can sort of see as we go through here the matrix in comparison to the others. And you get a bit of an idea of what is going on. Uh, I don't know if this is confusing to you, but the reality is we need to understand things that we, we invest in. Growth. All right. Prince place of residence. Certainly medium. Investment. Direct shares. Medium. Joint ventures. Low, no growth in those. Crypto, high. Business can be high. What about tax effective? All right, principal place of residence, medium for sure. Investment properties, high. 
um, high, highly tax effective. And uh, depending on your prince place of residence, depending on how you use it, it could go to high. Direct shares, medium. Joint ventures, low. Crypto, low. Business, high. And so on, right? So as we do the analysis team, you know, how does it work? How does it roll out? Risk in a principal place of residence, really low in your principal place of residence. Investment properties, I would put that low. A lot of people would would say otherwise. I would put direct shares low. I would put joint ventures as high. I would put crypto as high and I would put businesses high, right? Now, let's talk about liquidity. What does liquidity mean? Liquidity means liquidity means the speed at which you can sell those assets and get the cash back. All right, let's have a look at that. Prince place of residence, liquidity, I would say medium. Investment properties, medium. Direct shares, high liquidity. Joint ventures, low. Crypto, high. And business, low, right? Time frame, how long do we have to wait? Well, you have to wait a long time for these, all right? Uh, direct shares uh, as well, joint ventures, uh, a short time frame, crypto high, and I'd say business medium. So what does all this mean? How do we bring it together when we're having a look at these things, all right? You know, how could we allocate or take a look at what might work for us as property investors? Let's go through and have a look at growth. Um, in here... We're looking at tax effective, high, right? All right, what about the other stuff? Right, direct shares, liquidity, high. Time, joint ventures, high. Liquidity and crypto, high. Risk, high, yeah, okay. Tax effective, high in business. Growth, high. Crypto, high. All right, let's have a look at where we wouldn't want to go. All right, time, I don't think that's, Terrible when it comes to the risk. Low, low, and low. Uh, risk, high, high, and high. And let's have a look at this, right? Medium, medium. Low, low, low. Uh, they should be green. So, green, green, green. Tax effective, growth. So it's just a bit of a vomit on the screen, let's be honest, right? A bit of a vomit on the screen. But when you see here, the point for me is, oh, you can't really tell the difference between green and blue. Anyway, you can see where the reds are, ladies and gents. You can see where the reds are, okay? And as a percentage, in my world, you want to minimise your exposure to the red stuff, right? The red stuff which is where the risk might lie. This is green, by the way, this color. You can't really see that on the screen. So I would sort of say over this side of the equation, your principal place of residence, I'm gonna do another color so that makes it better. Let's do purple. Over this side of the equation, which is your principal place of residence, investment properties and direct shares, that's where the least risk or the lower risk is there's only a few things and it's the time frame down here which really at the end of the day that shouldn't be red let's let's face it um that's probably um i would say i'm going to change that to not be red i'm going to change that to be blue right so the risk is here okay the risk is there okay for me 
Uh, this is where we would put, I would say, in in the world of, this is where you would have 80% or more of your wealth in your principal place of residence, your investment properties, maybe some direct shares. That's where the majority of your wealth should be because the risk is low. And then over here, you might look at a maximum of 20% exposure, allocation, putting stuff into those other assets. Tell me, over here, tell me one of the rules, if you're, if you're thinking about this, that 20%, one of my rules about investing in things that have a higher risk profile, but you could get a higher return out of them, what is the number one rule if you invest in things like joint ventures, crypto, business, like outside of these passive income vehicles? Tell me. In the chat, what would be a rule, a kind of a foundational piece when it comes to investing in things that carry maybe a higher risk, a higher return, but get more exposure or whatever it might be? What would be my number one rule or what what would be a number one rule? Take the profit. Yep, absolutely. Take the profit often, Ashley. Yep. Turn it over. Take the profit. One of the things... Let's say here, it's a big vomit on the screen right now, isn't it? Um, let's say here, let me do this. Let's say, let's say you have a million dollars. Let's say you got a million bucks. You got you got a million dollars, and you're going to put eight hundred k in here, and then it, you're going to put two hundred k over here. Okay, you can't even see that. Diversify, spread the risk. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a vomit, isn't it? You can't really see that. <laughs> My point, the point I'm trying to make is if you put money into this area here, team, you must be able to survive. Life must be able to go on if you if if what happens? This investing here should not should not affect any of this investing. This investing should go on forever with if if this has any risk. If you lose that 200 grand because you put it all in crypto and it went down the toilet, you will not have these things at risk. Everyone cool with that? Everyone understand what I mean? And probably a long way around going to a point that I was trying to make today. There you go. I'm done and dusted with the Wealth Coffee Chat. I don't know. Did you like my picture? Does it make sense? Uh, it looks like a bit of a colourful vomit here right now, but at the end of the day, the conversation is this. If you've got property, you've got investment properties, you've got direct shares, you've got a portfolio of wealth, you're storing it 80% in really simple but understandable long-term investments, um, then you need to find... Anyway, there you go. All right, I need to turn off the live because the spam bots are getting into me. (laughs) Anyway... There you go. You know you made it when your uh, your spam bots are uh, finding you. Anyway, team, that's it. Um, it's done and dusted. Over and out. Join me tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat. If you're up for it, let me know. Got to go. Adios, team. Bye-bye.